emotion of the week is exposed. Ooh, that's a good one. Because you know we gotta expose these origins. Hell yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Table Talks, where deeper conversations are something highly sought after but rarely explored. And I have with me, as always, my cozy co-host, Alyssa. Hi, pumpkins. How are you? Good. Um, Feeling good today. Feeling extra bright. Started using a new skincare routine. So, a new little masky mask. And I feel amazing to the point that I didn't even want to wash my face this morning. So, I did it. <laughs> That's not like me. I am a morning and night washer. Yeah. So I felt good this morning and I was like, wow, my face doesn't feel itchy. Like I've been waking up in the morning. My face has been like itchy to the point that like I'm like scratching at it, like right along like my jawline and like right around my my mouth, like in my creases and like under my eyes. And I'm like, I haven't changed and added any new products. I was like, it's getting to be winter and dry as fuck. I was like, I need something that's more hydrating. So I tried the Summer Fridays jet lag mask and I am obsessed. And now I see why everybody talks about it on TikTok. (laughs) I was actually surprised I got my hands on it, so. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love trying new skincare. Oh, my God. Amazing. It makes you just feel so much better when you add, like, something new into your routine. You're like, ooh, something new, and it works. It's not like you added it, and you're like, I just spent how much money? (laughs) Been there. Yeah. So how have you been this week, darling? Pretty good. Uh, It's been another busy week for work for myself. Um, Another chaotic Friday, I heard. Yeah, all about power outages and such. Uh, try doing an office job when you have no power and no internet like <laughs> but I was good I actually took a nice like relaxing somewhat relaxing half work day yesterday we love that and so like I actually slept in and I have not been able to sleep in in forever you've yeah. been hating on me for it I'm like I don't like it I'm not a morning person like I would just find myself getting up and I, it's like six seven eight o'clock in the morning and I'm like why am I up it's the weekend but I actually slept at like 10.30, so I was like, woohoo! I was literally trying not to text you yesterday because I was like, oh, I have a funny feeling she's actually able to sleep in today. She's had a pretty chaotic, like, late work night week, so I was like, oh, I'm not going to text her till at least 10 o'clock. And yeah. that's what I waited till 10, and you were like, I slept until 10.30, and I was like, whoa, I knew, I'm glad I didn't text you. I knew I was tired because I didn't have any dreams. Oh, that's when you know. Yeah, I don't remember anything. <laughs> I don't remember falling asleep, or I just was like... I woke up and I felt like relaxed and refreshed and I was like, oh, what time is it? It must be like 8, 10, 30. Woo! Yeah! Sleeping in, motherfucker. Yeah, so my week's been pretty good. Uh, so what are we getting into today? What's our topic? So we're keeping with the trend. It's obviously still October. We're doing mm-hmm. Halloween Origins. Ooh, but before we get into that, we have our Emotion of the Week. So, today's emotion of the week is exposed. Ooh, that's a good one. Because, you know, we gotta expose these origins. Hell yeah. So, exposed means left or being without shelter or protection, laid open to view, unconcealed, susceptible to attack, or vulnerable. Mm. (laughs) Laid open to view could go nicely with uh, our last episode. (laughs) Feeling very exposed. Oh, love it. Love it. Um, Do you want to dive right in and tell me what our first Halloween origin is? 
Yeah, it's for Halloween. The actual backstory. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Halloween. So it originated with the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain, mm. where people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. Oh, that's cool. I like that. I like that. I a kind lot. of knew a little bit about it. Yeah. I know there's like different versions of where it started, but I, I was like, I know it's from like a festival. Right. People kind of dress up, and obviously fire was involved. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Not it's like every it. historical <laughs> yeah um so in the 8th century pope gregory the third designated november 1st as the time to honor all saints mm. soon all saints day incorporated some of the traditions of samhain uh, the evening before was known as all hallows eve and then later halloween i love calling it hallows eve and when i pe- hear people like actually call it hallows eve i'm like yes that's what it's actually called and it sounds so much better than halloween like halloween sounds so capitalism i feel like it's, it doesn't sound like childlike and then we yeah. like all hallows eve it's like ooh, it's like I, yeah and it, it definitely brings back that like that origin like that ancient feeling of like where halloween actually originated i love it uh, so over time, then it, Halloween evolved, you know, adding things like trick-or-treating, jack-o'-lanterns, um, and, like, other festivities like that where you'd also be eating and getting some type of treats. Um, but when it came Was to- that incorporated in the original, like, festival? Do you know? I don't believe so. I think it was just, like, the bonfire with the costumes. The costumes. Try to, like... It was very much about, like, warding off evil mm. spirits is what it seems like. Yeah. Um, there was I know no, festivals like, in everyone's mind. It's like, there's food and drinking and, and festivities and things like that. So I'm like, ooh, I'm like, I wonder. I don't know. I mean, it could be, like, a balancing act. Like, something where mm. they're kind of having a little bit of festivities, but also, like, ward off those evil demons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, So when Halloween started coming to America, um, it was very extremely limited to colonial, like, New England area. Mm. Um, And it seems like it's because of the rigid Protestant belief system that was there. Okay. Um, And it was much more common in Maryland and, like, the southern colonies. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So everyone else in America was enjoying Halloween. Just not us New England. <laughs> no, we were like, fuck that shit, bro. I mean, that kind of makes sense. I mean, knowing from, like, my Catholic upbringing, you know, my mom always being not really for Halloween. She was very much like, you know, Halloween isn't our day. All Saints Day is our day. Like, Halloween in, like, almost the Catholic religion is, it's a considered, like, a pagan holiday. Like, you're not supposed uh, to be celebrating like it. <laughs> right. Like, you're not supposed to actually celebrate it. You're supposed to be celebrating the All Saints Day instead. So, like recognizing that makes sense for this I didn't realize topic. there was an All Saints Day because it's not really talked about nowadays. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh. I was but like, so kind of like an overlap. I was like, I believe you're supposed to go to church on All Saints Day. I think. Don't quote, nobody quote me on that. I cannot be 100% positive. There were a bunch of random ass days I would end up in church as a kid on like a random Tuesday night. And I'm like, why are we going to church? We were just here like two days ago. Um, but I think on All Saints Day, you're supposed to either go or you're supposed to, like, light some candle or something like that for the saints. I mean, it sounds like a celebration of all the saints of, right. like, Christian, Catholic, Protestant beliefs, beliefs something yeah. like that. Um, so, back to in America, as different beliefs and customs of European ethnic groups, um, and the American Indians meshed, a very distinct version of Halloween started, of like, emerging in America. So it 
happened to include like a lot of what's called like play parties, which were public events held to celebrate the harvest. Mm. Um, and neighbors would share stories of the dead, tell each other's fortunes, dance, and sing. So I think that's kind of where the festival portion kind of came in. Yeah. More. That makes way more sense. Of course, Americans would be like, let's have fun with it. It doesn't have to be so scary. It wasn't until this very point when I figured out that I was pronouncing Samhain incorrectly. It is not Samhain. It is Sewin. So uh, apologies for the earlier, like, 10, 15 minutes of this episode. (laughs) Whoops. Oh, well. But, so... Sewin... (laughs) It does not look like it's spelled like that. No, it doesn't. Like Samhain or Samayan, maybe, but like not Sewin. It must be the way that those letters are pronounced in Celtic. I think it is. It's gotta be. Well, hey, we learned something new today. That's why we do these topics, right? Like, so we can learn something new. Yeah. I would have never even thought to pronounce nope. it that way. No. Nope. Our own ignorance playing in here. Love that. Okay. So, about more about the festival of sewing um, is that November 1st marked the end of the summer and the harvest and the beginning of like the dark, cold winter. Mm. Um, so that it was often associated with human death. Oh. So. Celts believed that on the night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became much more blurred. Mm. Uh, and so on October 31st, they celebrated Sowin. And they would believe that ghosts would return from the dead and back to Earth. So they kind of like visit for a night, which makes sense because I've seen like movies where that happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, even think, um, like, specifically, I'm thinking of uh, Merlin. Like, in the show Merlin, I believe on All Hallows Eve, he goes out to a specific designated lake and opens up like a giant portal and like to the other side and is like trying to keep them at bay for this like window of time between hollow on hollow's eve that's what like the veil is supposedly thinner on all hollow's eve so then once like midnight strikes it's like okay everybody's back (laughs) you know we're all good now so in addition to causing trouble and damaging crops the Celts thought that the presence of the otherworldly spirits made it easier for the Druids or Celtic priests to make predictions about the future. Mm, also and that's makes what sense Marlin with like, the play parties as yeah, well. Yeah. So the Druids would commemorate the event and build a bunch of like sacred huge bonfires where people would gather to burn crops and apparently animal sacrificing happened. That um, makes sense. To the Celtic deities. That makes sense. I mean, every, I feel like every ancient culture has this day. Like, ancient Greece has this day. Like, Something, Romans have yeah. this day. Um, Little animal sacrifice going like, on. Yeah, I was like, I think the French had a day that's very similar to this, but it's very related to, like, making sure their wine crops are good. Like, I feel like everyone had this day of, like, sacrifice. That yeah, was like, been... we sacrifice these things in order to have better in the long run, which, I mean... If you think about it, it kind of makes sense. It's like a running theme, I feel like, with right. religious practices. Yeah. Especially, like, early, like, back in history, because, obviously, just, you know, God's up in heaven, that, mm-hmm. that type of ideal, so you want to sacrifice something to give it a to gift 
to those higher ups and be able to get, you know, prosper, prosperous <laughs> crops. Yeah. It's almost like kissing ass to your boss to be like, Hey, I want a job. I want a better job. I want a raise. Let me just kiss ass. I don't know if I put it like that. <laughs> Not actually kiss ass, but yeah, I mean. So it sounds like Selwyn was like a very, I wouldn't call it fun festival in my no. eyes, but like, so there's a big bonfire, there's animal sacrifice burning and having like getting a little mischief going on so at the end of the celebration they would actually relight their hearth fires which had been previously extinguished but they relit them from the embers of the bonfires that's cool that makes sense i mean if if it's supposed to be sacred in a way then like relighting their own hearths from even a singular piece of wood from that bonfire is like okay now i'm bringing that protection and sacrifice into my home yeah and that's exactly what it was it was supposed to protect them from like the cold winters especially when they're associating with like a lot of like death mm, true yeah so i mean like and that back then, protection that warmth from the fire yeah and that makes sense i mean back then death was super common during the cold months because there wasn't enough food to go around like also i'm wondering when like if trick-or-treating came in, like, only America, if it had evolved somewhere else and then came to America to make, like, the now well-known, like, Halloween traditions. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be interesting. Or was it, like, an Americanized take on it? Probably. That's why I was like, or is it a capitalism take on it? I wonder how many other countries, too, celebrate Halloween in the same way that, like, America does. Like, do other countries celebrate... Hallow's Eve in the sense of like trick or treating or is that really just like an American thing? I don't know. Cause like I don't know how much I see other countries really like having twelve foot fucking skeletons in their yard. They're just looking at us in America being like, What are y'all doing? Yeah, or like you know what I mean? Or like is are the you know, is you know, the Celtic culture looking at us being like, Y'all took it too far. <laughs> This is offensive to my culture. Yeah, like, how much of it is that? Like, I, you know, I'm genuinely uh, curious. Is any listeners outside of the U.S. listening, you know, let us know if you guys celebrate or have any traditions for Halloween. That aren't, you know, American. <laughs> Americanized. <laughs> All right, so that's the background story to Halloween. Um, do you have any info on, like, jack-o'-lanterns? Because I feel like that'd be a fun one that they had mentioned earlier. Yes. Um, so jack-o'-lanterns and pumpkin carving um, originated in Ireland where large mm. turnips and potatoes served as early canvases. I'm just picturing, like, shocking. a little potato jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> right? Like, they must have, like, emulsified it similar to the way that, like, you can do with this is going to be a random fun fact that I have. You know, you take you can take dry Ireland and actually make paper from it. Yes. Yeah. So fun, fun fact. I've definitely done that. And it's a lot of fun. You literally just like emulsify a lettuce silk in water for a while. And then you just like shove it through a, and sift it. So you get the, only the small parts. And then you just like crush it like under two pieces of wood and really like get all the water out. That was dry Ireland? Yeah. I thought that was something else. No, that's dry Ireland. I mean, I've seen people make paper. I remember making paper in, like, middle school, but I don't remember using dryer. <laughs> no, no. And, like, we did this in college. Like, I did this in college for a, um, I think it was actually, like, a, it was a book class, like, a paper book class. And we had to make newspaper. our own paper. Yeah, we did. We used dryer land. So everybody brought in, like, massive buckets of dryer land. And my family had, like, 
you know the Home Depot orange like five gallon buckets. Yeah. Ours was we used one of those as like our dryer lint catch in the basement. So I just like brought that whole thing in, and my professor was like, "All right, nobody else needs to bring in anything. We're good." I was like, okay. And then you literally just like soak it in water for ever. I would say we probably soaked it for a week because it was definitely in between classes and we only had that class probably once a week. And you just soak it and then like you take it out and you just like pour it over this thing and it... The sifter. Yeah, and it just makes paper. Fancy. (laughs) It is. (laughs) The name Jack-O-Lantern actually comes from an Irish folklore about a a man named Stingy Jack. Who is Stingy Jack? (laughs) Um, Like origin story. (laughs) So, the legend of Stingy Jack, according to the story, um, he invited the devil to have a drink with him. Mm. This is giving, like, the devil went down to Georgia vibes. Like, devil went down to Georgia with the violin. It's giving those vibes. Um, True to his name, Stingy Jack didn't want to pay for his drink. Okay. (laughs) Makes sense. Yep. So, he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin that Jack could use to buy their drinks. Once the devil did so, Jack decided to keep the money and put it into his pocket next to a silver cross. Oh, that's not good. Which gets better. Prevented uh, the devil from changing back into his original form. Ooh, cunning. Very. Um, So Jack eventually freed the devil under the condition that he would not bother Jack for one year and that Jack, and that should Jack die... He would not claim his soul. The next year, Jack again. Man, this devil isn't so fucking smart. I'm thinking Jack's just either really bold or the devil's just not really with dumb. it that day. Um, so Jack again tricked the devil into climbing into a tree to pick a piece of fruit. While he was up in the tree, Jack carved a sign of the cross into the tree's bark so that the devil could not come down. Until the devil promised Jack not to bother him for ten more years. It's a good bargainer. I need right? him on my, my side. I'm like, can you come bargain for, like, my review coming up? That would be gratefully. Come negotiate for me. Yeah, seriously, that would be helpful. Thanks. Um, soon after Jack died, as the legend goes, God would not allow such an unsavory figure into heaven. Makes sense. The devil, upset by the trick... Jack had played on him, and keeping his word not to claim his soul would not allow Jack into hell. Oh! Wow, so Jack fucked limbo? himself. Yeah. He sent Jack off into the dark night with only a burning coal to light his way. Jack put the coal into a carved-out turnip and has been roaming the earth with ever since. The Irish began to refer to this ghostly figure as Jack of the Lantern and then simply Jack O'Lantern. Oh, I like that. That's a fun. It's origin almost like story. the headless headless horseman. Like there's like they use like the headless horseman as like. Oh, I guess the, they like that's more like it's turned into. There's a there's like a jack o' lantern on his head. Yeah, he's not. It, yeah, actually, it's not. He actually, didn't actually use that. Yeah. Um. So in Ireland and Scotland, people began to make their own versions of Jack's lantern by carving scary faces into turnips or potatoes. Wow, these potatoes must have been giant. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, how big are these lanterns that, like, you have enough space to put, like, a face, put a candle in it? Like, I can understand a turnip, but, like, these potatoes must be huge. That is ironed. It's true. Um, that I mean, according to the legend, that must be their, like, specialty. So maybe they had really giant fucking potatoes and turnips. So, like, I don't know. It's the country for it. Yeah, it is, I guess. 
Um, so they would carve the scary faces into the turnips and potatoes and place them into windows or near doors to frighten away stingy Jack and other wandering evil spirits. In England, large beets are actually used. Um, immigrants <laughs> using everything except a pumpkin. I know. Um, welcome to America. We just were like, nah, it's a pumpkin, bitch. Um, so immigrants from these countries brought the jack-o'-lantern tradition with them when they came to the United States. They soon found that pumpkins, a fruit native to America, makes perfect jack-o'-lanterns. So it sounds like, depending on where you are, depends on what... Some trial and error, what, though. What you use, Yeah. Well, I mean, trial and error, but, like, it's more, like, those countries didn't have things that were all that large. Like, they didn't have things big enough, like turnips. I think it must be cute to have a bunch of little potatoes. Right, all, like, little, little faces. faces. Next year, that's it. We're doing potatoes for faces. No, no more pumpkins. We're tired of pumpkins. It's time for potatoes on the deck. Potatoes on the front porch. <laughs> so we don't really have a picture of Stingy Jack, then, which is why maybe the faces change so often. Right. It's cool to see the, like, it's an origin story, though, of, of, like, how Jack, the person, became, like, known for jack-o'-lantern yeah i was just like i was just like oh jack-o'-lantern like i don't know i never i didn't think it was like associated with the person i didn't think it was either i just thought it was like a funny thing i thought somebody might have slipped up and said something one day so now this is what it turned into i also didn't think it was going to be on beets or turnips yeah i didn't either i was like oh it's definitely just like pumpkins but i guess that it's pumpkins are used here because it's native to us versus like you know potatoes and turnips are you know, Irish and Scottish. I gotta say, if I'm gonna go out, I definitely want to go out with, like, a folklore with my name. Right? Rather than, like, a street. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, start rumor milling after I die. Okay. Um, well, we gotta start rumor milling before you die. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I can get my nickname. Right, right. And then, and then Lore will give you your nickname. Now, I'm curious, because I do listen to lore with Aaron Minky, I wonder if they do a thing about jack-o'-lanterns at this season. I'd have to do some more research. I'd have to hmm. browse their page. Maybe we'll have a little update for yeah. you the episode drops. All right. Um, do you have any ho- other Halloween origin stories for us? Yeah. So I have costumes, which I'm not sure if I fully get, but maybe we can walk through it together. It's just like an interesting story. Okay. So... This article that I read, which is all, like, History Channel stuff, but it talks about something called soul cakes. Hmm. And so they talk about, like, the distribution of soul cakes were encouraged by the church as a way to replace the ancient practice of leaving food and wine for roaming spirits. Um, the practice, which was referred to as going a-souling, hmm. was eventually taken up by children who would visit ha- the houses in their neighborhood and be given ale, food, and money can we bring that back? Like, can I just go to somebody's house and get a beer and, like, uh, some chips? And like, then, like, yeah, because they're taking out, like, a dollar. Like, I'm cool with even just a dollar if I go to every house and get some money or, like, yeah, like, what's their, like... I don't know. I just pictured kids drinking ale and I was like... <laughs> well, I mean, that was the only... Like, that's what kids drank, though. Like, it wasn't... It wasn't something that was, like, regulated. That was, like, children can't drink this until they're 16. It was, like... That was the only clean source of water. It was the only clean source of anything to drink. So, yeah, everybody drank ale. <laughs> That's why I feel like by the time people got to adults, they would be able to get and drink large quantities of ale because they had such a higher tolerance because they had been drinking it for so long. I totally get that. And, like, looking at other, like, 
history historian stories and like other countries it totally makes sense but, yeah like, here in america where it's like very like you have to be 21 how dare you drink before you're 21 it's like wild to think that that's not how like even our origin story for trick-or-treating or like costumes and stuff went <laughs> yeah it's crazy so okay um uh, Kids are being given ale, food, and money, right? So the tradition of dressing in costume for Halloween has both European and, again, Celtic roots. I feel like a lot of this stuff is very Celtic. Yeah, we just, like, borrow things from other countries. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I already knew that. And we're kind of ignorant about it, in a way. It's terrible. But anyway, continue. So hundreds of years ago, winter was uncertain and frightening. We talked about that with, Mm -hmm. like, people worrying about death. So food supplies often ran low um, and for many people afraid of the dark, the shorter days of winter were constantly, like, a worry for them. So is that why, like, nowadays when it comes to, like, winter, we see a lot more of, like, our generation, millennials, even Gen Z, maybe, you know, people above us that are actually experiencing, like, winter depression? It might not be just a pack- fact of vitamin D, but it might just be something that's so inherently ingrained in us to worry through the winter that, like we've taken like it's become so deeply ingrained i could absolutely see that as someone who does get seasonal depression right and literally will just like cozy up all winter try to stay warm and eat some food right and do nothing yeah like i'm like oh i wonder if that's like part of it i wonder if that's why it could be it's our history it's our evolution it's it's ingrained in us for centuries to be worried about oh, how dark is it going to get today? How cold is it going to get today? And how much food am I going to have until the end of the year? Like, it's crazy. True facts. So on Halloween, when it was believed that the ghost would come back and the veil was thin, uh, people thought that they would encounter these ghosts if they left their homes. So to avoid being recognized by ghosts, people would wear masks when they left their homes after dark so that if the ghosts found them they would mistake them for a fellow spirit that's super funny but that's so cool it's like wholesome it's so wholesome it's like i don't want to die so i'm gonna wear a mask like almost like um what do we talk about what was the costume oh the plague doctor like the plague doctor the whole reason he had that mask was because on the tip of it was where he would keep his medicinal herbs so when he would go to homes instead of having to actually be exposed he would just have the medicinal herbs in the beak and be able to distribute them without touching them or having touching anything for that matter so like it's wholesome (laughs) it's not like super depressing yeah they're just like we're like oh i don't want you to see me i'm not human i'm a ghost Woo! (laughs) Boo! (laughs) (laughs) so Along with that, um, to keep ghosts away from their houses, people would place bowls of food outside their homes to appease ghosts and prevent them from entering. Mm. So. That makes sense. I think kind of costumes and trick-or-treating, it sounds like, uh, was based off of, you know, trying to make sure these ghosts were appeased, like, from the other side. They're right. like, oh, only one night that you're here, let me put a sheet on and walk around and, <laughs> and put some food out for you. <laughs> I wonder if, like... If the food was just seen as, like, a way, like, not just to appease them, but, like, did the, did food actually go missing or did it just, like, rot? Like, I'm so curious about, like, what was it know. actually like during that time? Did animals come and eat it? So, like, they assume that, like, ghosts it, were taking it? Like, I don't... It's, it's so kind of It's kind of odd. So, like, it confuses me, I think, because they're, like, talking about how the winter, you don't know how much food you're going to have. And then they're seeing also at the same time putting food out. Right. Try to put the spirits away. Who's eating it? 
It also brings me back to Christmas because we put out Santa cookies. Right. And so now I'm just even more curious. Yeah. Um, it, it definitely, like, makes me curious to think, like, why was it, like, who, did it end up getting eaten? Like, did they, if it wasn't eaten, like, at night, that night, would they bring it in and eat it? Or did they consider that, like sacred food so like was it something that stayed on the table all year like all through the winter like i'm just so genuinely curious about like that culture during that time like how how important was it to have the food out and then like what was the what happened to it what what happens after the fact like how do they go about do they just eat it or like sheet off at midnight you're like all right they're gone like bring the food back in the house heat it up for yourself right like that's what i mean like i'm so genuinely curious or was it like so sacred that did it get thrown into the hearth in the same way that they put a sacred stick in there from Mm -hmm. the bonfires like is that why so i'm just i'm so curious more questions oh so many more questions all right, so I talked about costumes. Do you have anything about trick-or-treating by chance? I sure do. Mm-hmm. And of course... Go hand in hand. Of course. And of course, um, borrowing from the European traditions, as America does so often, um, Americans began to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for food or money, a practice that eventually becomes known as today's trick-or-treating tradition. I want to know what olden days was like a trick like right what i mean i'm sure i could find some like olden days halloween treats it's probably like a fruit or something yeah it's not candy obviously or baked it's probably baked bread something like that it's gotta be but like what kind of tricks were they pulling like where's the mischief from you know sewing's festival yeah i don't know um, was it like, oh, I stole your goat? Well, now, <laughs> nowadays it's like, oh, I'm going to TP your house. Yeah. Or like, um, what's the other one that I've seen people Ding do? dong ditch. Well, ding dong ditch. Then there's like the shit on your, in the bag. Oh and my gosh. on fire. That's like, for, that was like our. That's too far of a trick. That is definitely too far of a trick. The other one I've seen is, oh, people have been putting like bags of hot dogs on people's front porch and then inside the bag it says you got wienered. It's fucking hilarious. I've seen it on TikTok recently, but, like, I don't know if that's Halloween or if kids are just, like, we we have nothing else better to do. Let's just go wiener somebody's house. And, like, it's funny. It's actually super wholesome if you really kind of think about it. Like, it's not, like, sure, you're wasting some food, but it it's not shit on your doorstep either like (laughs) um oh the other one i was thinking about was i saw somebody get their entire car post-it noted i think it was an april fool's joke but like can you imagine coming out after working a long ass shift and your whole car is post-it noted no but i've seen those cars yeah and i'm like oh my god i'd be so mad i'd just be like i just want to go home But yeah, like back then, what was the trick? Was it just like stealing a goat or like hiding the cows? Like, like what was the trick? It's yeah, I have no. I don't idea. know what the trick is, especially when you're worried about ghosts. Well, I mean, in America, we weren't worried about ghosts, right? Like, we didn't take that on inherently. Like, this is just the European tradition. It's not necessarily geared towards just the Celtic. That's true. Like Celtic was the one was very afraid of ghosts. So, so what was like the origins of trick or treat then? So it says in the late 1800s, there was a move in America to mold Halloween into a holiday more about community and neighborly get-togethers than about ghosts, pranks, and witchcraft. At the turn of the century, Halloween parties for both children and adults became the most common way to celebrate the day. Uh, Parties focused on games, foods of the season, and festive costumes, which is what we see today. Very much today. Yeah, and, and I feel like it does really bring together that 
community sense that like they were hoping for back then oh yeah i'm just picturing like a 1950s halloween party right like ah. it's very american so american but like also like so cutesy like all cute little like dishes and like the bobbing for apples we talked about that in, in the last episode like bobbing for apples was that last episode or two episodes ago i can't remember it was two episodes ago it was two yeah but like just like those traditional like halloween things that are like american but like they're like my childhood they're like i was nostalgic. gonna say it's like all your childhood yeah it's like super nostalgic um, it says parents were encouraged by newspapers and community leaders to take anything frightening or grotesque out of Halloween celebrations. Um, because of these efforts, Halloween lost most of its superstitious and religious overtones by the beginning of the 20th century. Uh, yes, the split between state and church. Yeah. Getting involved, being like, no, no, no religious or cult activity. <laughs> no mischief. No mischief. Even though, like, there's still plenty of mischief that happens on Halloween. I think it kind of came back now yeah. with the more spooky, scary movies, mm. that type of serial killer documentary. The random clowns in the fucking forest that we yeah, had. All that the whole weird stuff. Weird thing. All right, so I have, I think, one more origin, which is ghosts. Ooh. I thought it would be fun to talk about ghosts. Yes, I love ending on ghosts, too, because I feel like... We had the discussion about the Ouija board and, like, how we feel about it. So It's like, been a very ghost-themed season. Yes, yes, loving it. So, okay, so, tell me a little bit more about ghosts. So, kind of began as a, you know, Sam, you had Sewin. Mm-hmm. Began as that Celtic end-of-summer festival where everyone felt, especially, like, close to their deceased relatives and friends. Mm. Um, so, for these friendly spirits, they set places at the dinner table left treats on the doorsteps and along the side of the road and lit candles to help loved ones find their way back to the spirit world. It reminds me of, like, the South American um, Day of the Dead. Like, it's very giving. Like, Coco is, like, about Day of yeah. the Dead. It's, and, and so, yeah, it's giving that sort of vibes for, like, friendly ghosts. They set the table. They, um, especially, like, in Coco, they have all of the pictures are all over yeah, their... Yeah, food. Yeah. And, and, and give them gifts and treats and have them find their way back right. on the Day of the Dead. I love that. I love that so much. It's so wholesome. <laughs> At least for the friendly spirits. <laughs> yes. So we uh, hide from the other ones, the, the mean ones with sheets. Yeah, and we, then we also set a place table for the friendly ones. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that. So today's Halloween ghosts are often um, depicted more fearsome, like malevolent, mm. um, and our costumes and superstitions become a lot, a lot scarier. Yes. And weird. Like, I mean, we saw like weird. the black cat superstition. Oh my god, my grandfather, my umpa, was so into the black cat. He would see a black cat cross the street and would turn around. He would not cross a black cat's like. It took me a while path. to like stop worrying about going under the ladder. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that ever like that never was a fear for me. And everybody's like, "Don't open your umbrella inside." It's That's bad too. Luck. There's so much like, superstition. There's so many like, that I. I just don't think I understand the origin of them, so I don't think that, like, I... They hold a lot of weight for Maybe me. Maybe that's another episode we have to talk about. Superstitions? Cause, like, yeah, because, like, there's the black cat, the walking under a ladder, um, 
you know, an upside-down horseshoe. Yeah. Like, if you drop, like, if you spill salt, you're supposed to, like, throw it over your shoulder. That one I actually do. That one I do, too. <laughs> or, like, um, breaking a mirror means, like, seven years of bad yeah, luck. Yeah, do you remember, like, it was, like, step on a crack, like, break, break your, your mother's, mother's back. back. Oh, my God, so bad. Something I was trying not trying so hard not to step on any cracks. I know, the tile floors at school. Yeah, <laughs> hell on earth. But I feel like it's, like, actual cracks. Not, like, the lines in tile Not, floors. like, ass cracks. You're right, John. <laughs> Don't step on any ass cracks. No, we only eat ass here, okay? <laughs> Those are candy corn eaters from the bottom. <laughs> if you eat candy corn from the bottom, you eat ass. That's just a running joke we've had this season. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm like, oh, my God, it's never going away. Um, so do we have any other origin stories? No, I think that's all of them. This one's... I like them. They're so good. So basic. So yeah. It gets this ball rolling yeah absolutely and i think it dives in a little bit deeper to really understand that like america hasn't really had any of its own traditions we've all taken these you know america's supposed to be like the melting pot so we've taken all of these other traditions and kind of like smushed them into uh, what we do now took the words out of my mouth i was like yeah america's supposed to be a melting pot of yeah. like, cultures and, and traditions yeah and it's like halloween takes on hollow's eve it takes on the trick-or-treating it takes on the costumes like from all over Celtic, yeah european absolutely traditions. i love it i love it so much this was a great episode. It was fun. Yeah. I like learning. Uh, I definitely know how to pronounce sewing right now. <laughs> and I feel like I knew the way you were pronouncing it. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, sewing. I was like, right. And I was like, oh, okay. And then it was like when it came up that it was actually sewing, I was like, oh, I definitely I know heard about that tradition. People say Sam Hay before, though. I swear. It's okay. I, the more you know. <laughs> anyway, I'm taking us all out. Um, I am going to tease next episode because it's the long-awaited horror story ASMR. So, tune in next week for that. But follow, rate, like, and subscribe. You can follow us on TikTok and Instagram at tabletalks.podcast. Go find some origins of your own and get spooky, y'all.